If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Football Full Circle right here on the grid. Mike Blewett, George Kurtz, ready to get into it regarding the NFL. So, Uh, George, we've had to deal with a lot of heavy topics in recent weeks, frankly, in recent months, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's social justice issues, and this week was no different. Uh, We had a different issue arise this week regarding Deshaun Jackson uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, As everybody, I'm sure, knows by now, he shared some, uh, Frank, uh, he shared some quotes that he related to Adolf Hitler essentially in support of these quotes. I'm not going to read them out loud. I'm not going to post them on the screen because they're ignorant and offensive, and I don't really think it's proper to keep putting it out there. In any event, um, his stupidity might be uh, actually outweigh his anti-Semitism in this case, which is hard to do, but the reality is this happened, and we've received a response, which I thought was extremely well done by Julian Edelman, who has Jewish heritage. Uh, He even says in in his Instagram post, which we have up on the screen, that he's really fighting for uh, people to come together. Uh, He says specifically compassion, empathy, and love. He talks in this video, and I thought he was really eloquent with it. I thought he, he, he he obviously wrote this statement, prepared, thought about it. I think that's the wise thing to do. Uh, when you're trying to speak on an issue like this. But he's, again, compassion, empathy, and love is what he focused on. And forgiveness in this instance. Uh, I think some people were waiting for a larger response, perhaps from the Eagles, from the league, but as probably the most widely known uh, Jewish player in the NFL, Julian Edelman responded, and I thought he responded very well. Oh, I thought he responded extremely well. And what uh, his response was, we'll go down to Washington, D.C., uh, we'll visit the uh, Slavery Museum and we'll visit the Holocaust Museum. You know, we can both learn more about uh, about the other. 
You know, that's a, a very measured response. It makes sense. We're, li we're living in tough times right now. You know, we, we say this over and over again, Mike. Players have to think before you hit the send button. Right? Everything. This is not the 70s, 80s, and 90s for that matter, where no one's going to hear what you say, or very few people. Everything is recorded nowadays. As soon as you hit send, it's out there. It's on the public medium, public forum forever. All right? I mean, think before you talk. I mean, I don't know what the Sean Jackson was is truly thinking what was it going isn't through. even a real quote so he's going around just wildly picking things off the internet and sharing it with people it is obviously blatantly anti-semitic which is gross and it is also you know, totally inaccurate you just don't do that i mean you can't tell, i didn't know you don't know i mean did you go to school a day you yeah. graduated from college you can't tell me you don't know uh it's not me the first to tell you i don't think i know everything about slavery i doubt it very much i doubt i know anything about the holocaust you know, obviously those don't don't affect me. I'm not Jewish. Uh, I have no. I understand it. I understand what happened. It was a terrible thing. And you don't make light of it. You don't talk about it. It just it was a strange thing for him to even delve into. Yeah. You know, that's just uh, weird. Uh, you hope he just he meant something but said something else. But once again, read what you say. Yeah. And if you have any doubts, you don't say it. It's really that simple. I like what Ed, how Edelman took it. You know, I think uh, I think it really equates to a wide variety of things. If you don't know something, go find out more about it. I yeah. think we can equate this to sort of the name changes that they're talking about throughout uh, sports, right? How the Indians, Braves, Chiefs, Seminoles, uh, the Edmonton Eskimos, how they're all talking about these name changes. If I'm an owner, you know, I think, listen, the Washington football team name, I don't need to talk there. I know that's racist. Or I know that needs to be changed. But for the stuff like the Indians, uh, Chiefs, Seminoles, you can go on and on here. I'd like to talk to the, once again, that the, the Indians to find out is that offensive to you? Is the are the Cleveland Indians offensive? It is why, because to me it's just it's just naming a group of people, Vikings group of people. Is uh, if it's offensive, why? And I, I'd want to hear the logic behind it. If you can tell me, okay, I understand now. And now the name should be changed. Yeah, that sort know, of. Yeah, it actually leads you. I'll get back to the the main track in a moment, but. I was on with Gabe Morenci and Cam Stewart on our network, which I am every week, as you are, in Game Time Decisions. And the subject came up of the Edmonton Eskimos, of uh, the CFL, uh, and they're on their way to changing their name. And we had an open discussion. And frankly, I admit it, I'm pretty ignorant as to whether or not that is an offensive term. I did a little bit of research. Maybe it's half-assed internet research, but... I did a little bit of research and I understand how that phrase can be used in a derogatory manner. And I think there are some Inuit people that are offended by it and there are some that are not. But ultimately, if it's, it, it gave me the point that if you have to really debate whether or not something is offensive or racist, you probably should just get rid of it or stop using it or, or whatever else. So. Uh, I think that's part of it. But to your point, like you really need to educate yourself. It, it, it's not possible for us to know every single thing about every issue or etymology of a particular name. So you have to do some research, talk to somebody, do some of your own research uh, and move on from there. But um, Adolf Hitler, I thought it was pretty widely rebuked. Uh, any of his teachings, his writings, whatever. But Sean Jackson uh, had to learn this yet again. But follows up again at the end of the week with Julian Edelman. He said he spoke, uh, Deshaun and I spoke for a while last night. We're making plans to use our experiences to educate one another and grow together. Stay tuned. I think it's a really grown up, intelligent response. I think it is more 
helpful in the long run to do something like this than to cut Deshaun Jackson and have him out of league. I wouldn't criticize the Eagles had they made that response, um, but we'll get to uh, why that matters in a moment. But I wouldn't necessarily, look, if you and I said it on air or if we said it at a corporate job, uh, we should be rightly fired. Uh, in this instance, a high profile figure who obviously has the added complication of being this talented player that they need for their success of their team creates complications. You know, if I was so valuable to sports grid that I could say something that like that on air and just get suspended and come back, uh, I, you know, I, that would mean, uh, that would mean I was extremely valuable, but I, I don't really have the liberty of saying something like that. I wouldn't in the first place, but, uh, so on the Eagles front, George, it is something that has obviously happened to their organization in the not too distant past. Riley Cooper was caught on camera using a racial slur. He was not cut by the team. He was basically given a two-day suspension, stayed with the team, ultimately signed an extension with them. And now Deshaun Jackson finds himself in similar waters. I would not equate the two. I, I think there are differences, but uh, nonetheless, um, the Eagles with the same response that they had for Riley Cooper, keeping the person in the organization, using it as a teaching moment and trying to move on. I, I give Jeff Lurie credit. I don't think that everybody would be uh, that tolerant to do so, but he's doing the same thing that he did a few years ago, even if the incidences don't compare. Well, see, I'm more, I don't think uh, Lurie's being tolerant at all. I think it all comes down to your talent level. Once again, all it's these true. owners care about is how you can help the team. They hire criminals all the time. Guys have been convicted of this, uh, beating people, beating their spouses. We see this all the time, and you get second and third chances. If you can help the team, you'll be forgiven. If you're no, a lesser wrong. player, you're done. You know, Deshaun Jackson can help the Philadelphia Eagles. He can be their deep threat, take that safety, blow the top off, you know, open up things on, underneath for, uh, you know, whatever it might be. So he can help the team. He gets away with it. Riley Cooper back then could help the team. He gets away with it. You know, like I said, two-day suspension. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> Lori sort of has no choice here. All right? If he were to release uh, – hey, there's salary cap implications as well, by the way, to releasing uh, Jackson. Maybe they can yeah. get out of it, you know, see if there's a clause in there, you know, a behavior clause. No, there would not be. be. Right, it would be a court battle. You know, maybe you win, maybe you don't. You know, that sort of thing. So, But the bottom line to me is he can still help the team. If he were – Maybe two years from now, where his legs are gone, he's not fast, can't really help. He's, if he's a fringe wide receiver. If he's the sixth wide receiver on he's the cut. team, yeah, he's already on the street looking for a job. But was Riley Cooper that valuable? Back he then? got that five-year extension. He must. I mean, I never thought he was anything special, but he got a five-year extension. They must have thought he was value. He didn't play up to it. Nowhere near close. But they must have thought so. Listen, maybe <clears throat> you want to play the other side. Maybe they're a very tolerant organization. I don't know, but uh, in the end, I thought they should have. Cut Cooper, and I think they should cut Jackson. Yeah. It should be noted that Jeffrey Lurie is uh, Jewish, as is their general manager, Howie Roseman. So, um, you know, there, look, there's been a bunch of this, this cycle that we've gone through has happened several times um, recently, right? Where somebody says something, uh, they're rebuked for it, uh, they quickly apologize, and it moves out of the news cycle. It, it, even if the the uh, egregious nature of the offenses is a different level. 
it seems like it's sort of the same playbook. But I'd like to end it on the positive note, talking about Edelman. You know, Drew Brees for what he said, uh, other people for what they said. Um, these things aren't on equal levels. Drew Brees is a political, a slightly, it's not, it's really like a, a personal stance of his. He didn't say anything outright offensive. His, his tweet, his, um, his video that surfaced was about his personal opinion. People thought it was a distraction from what was going on. In fact, I thought that I was critical of the timing of his statement. I'm not really critical of the words within it only because I feel it's his personal right to have that stance. It's he would do, he feels that way. Maybe I feel a different way, but I wasn't criticizing him for the words. It was more the timing of it. And I thought his answer was out of place. Again, we don't have to uh, relitigate that. But again, I, I think what Edelman did here is extremely admirable. And uh, I hope it does continue to educate people. I hope they film this. I hope they make a mini documentary out of it. And we get a tour of each of those museums so that people want to go to those museums and learn more about it themselves. That's what I hope would happen in the end. It is. Once again, knowledge is power. You don't know something, find out about it. You know, if you truly don't know what, uh, about slavery, about the, this country's history of slavery or the Holocaust, then maybe you should, you should visit these museums or go on uh, do a deeper Google search. It's not like the information is not out there. All right, we all don't know everything about everything. All right, I mean, I understand there's a, you know, people are going to say stupid things that they don't mean. But this is why you're know, the, the old Herman Edwards thing. Think before you hit send and then don't hit send, pretty much. Don't do it anyway. As if you hit, if you put it out there, then it's, you know, it's yours to, to hang around your neck. You put it out there. And now you got to live with it, you know. And I think a part of the problem with Deshaun Jackson, his when he made his apology, and you know how I feel about apologies in every sense. Yeah. That's where the PR people get above it. But even that, he said, well, it, it was misunderstood. So you're not apologizing. You told me I misunderstood it. Right. I mean, now you're just not even apologizing anymore. And I think That's that right. bothered some people as well. It wasn't very well done. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So end on the positive note. Julian Edelman and here are going to get together and hopefully. Uh, we'll learn a little bit more about their journey and, and how uh, Deshaun can be educated and how other people uh, can be educated on that. So I know there's many other tentacles to this topic, but it is a sports talk show, and we're going to try and get on to talking some actual football, which we will. We're going to focus on the AFC West today in subsequent segments, but it's the Broncos next. Justin Simmons in the news. We'll talk about him and everything else related to their 2020 season right here on The Grid. It's Mike and George. FFC will be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Grid. Mike and George, you can find us all on Twitter at SportsGrid and on Instagram at SportsGridTV. If you want to find us individually on Twitter, George is at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. So uh, feel free to interact with us there. Send the hate mail to George, the, the good vibes to me. Appreciate so that. <laughs> no problem. So uh, talking about the Denver Broncos, that franchise tag deadline, George, coming up uh, early this early this next week, really, um, on July 15th. It's July 15th, I believe. That is Wednesday, yeah. So uh, Wednesday afternoon is the deadline to which these players now, none of the franchise-tagged players have signed an extension. Uh, many have signed tenders, but as you see on the screen right here, Broncos safety Justin Simmons, this is via Adam Schefter, is officially has accepted his franchise tender and is expected to sign it this weekend per sources. It's just a formality now. Four franchise players have not signed their tender. Yannick Ngakwe, Shaq Barrett, Chris Jones, and A.J. Green. Uh, Chris Jones and Yannick Ngakwe, I believe... Those are the most, it's um, the word I'm looking for, uh, the most tenuous, the most acrimonious right now between their current teams. And Gakwe's, that's not even acrimonious. Like, they're just done with one another. Uh, he's moved on. I don't know how that plays out for him. But um, A.J. Green, Shaq Barrett, we'll see on that front, perhaps uh, both looking for potential long-term extensions, although I'm not sure why A.J. Green wants to do that. In any event, <laughs> where where he currently plays. But... Uh, on the Justin Simmons side, we've talked about it for a while. Of all of the players that signed the franchise tag, he seemed the most likely to get a long-term deal done. Many of these franchise tags, George, were used, and there's 14 players on it. Many of them were used, really, because of the funky nature of this season, right? Uh, now, that this all happened right about when the pandemic was starting to occur, um, you'd have to be a pretty inter a pretty uh, accomplished prognosticator to realize the ripple effects that this pandemic was going to have back in the second week of March. But it was used pretty liberally, I think, by teams because the cap, forget all the COVID stuff, the cap was sort of unknown, right? We, are we going to sign this? Are, is the CBA, the CBA was locked down, but are we going to get a huge bump? When are we going to renegotiate the TV deals? What does the cap look like next year? And I think teams just sort of liberally use the franchise tag this year in order to just punt, punt a year. Oh, I think you're right. I think this is a, this is a weird season. I mean, for the reason you've mentioned, by the way, the pandemic obviously is screwing things up in all sports as far as money is concerned, finances, and the fact that everyone knows these big TV deals are coming, all right? So you sort of want to wait to get a bigger slice of that pie, all right? So I think, yes, I think this is all uh, played into it a lot. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, 
Are they going to play a full season? Are they going to play with fans, without fans? Is next season affected? And we all hope this is done by next season, but we don't know that either. You know, yeah, this is all sort of up in the air. We don't know. Uh, so this is sort of a mess. And there's, I don't think there's anybody who's great or the a, the expert at this right now. Because no, we've, we've never done this before in the history of sports. We've had something like this. What, the Spanish flu in 1917? Yeah, there were a lot of oppressive sports going on then. So yeah. no one knows what they're doing right now. We're also in the middle of a world war then. Like the and we still play of, through it, right? Least of our issues. We still play through the, the world war. Uh, this is it's a weird timing. It really, it truly is. I don't know what's going to happen Wednesday. I think you and I have. What we put the under on under over on the franchise players? Two and a half. That sign long term deals. Yeah. Under. Right, but we were, it could be three. We were, we we don't think it's going to be any more than three. Three would be wow. They got. I think a lot Simmons, time. Barrett, maybe Dak. And maybe Dak. Right. That's the only three guys I can even remotely consider signing. <laughs> you mentioned Nick Watway. I don't know, the Jacksonville. They they. You blew that hand. You're not getting anywhere near what you want to get for him. By the way, uh, it's not going to happen. So good luck. Yeah, That's yeah. They've played them. They've played themselves into a worse draft pick now. Yeah, you should have just taken the second got, round pick exactly. and moved on. And whatever you like, could have gotten during a draft, you should have gotten rid of him. Now yeah, you're now stuck. now it's buried, and he's never going to show up, and whatever. So fourth round pick. So Justin Simmons, they're saying so. Some of the uh, from via Roto World, they're talking about. Uh, two sides w- w- talking about this long-term deal. He's 26 years old. By the way, he is a Boston College alum, George, and I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, you have an overrun on how many times you, you had mentioned that a show, by the way. Well, if it comes up, I, it's what I'm am I going to do? two and a half on that, too, by the way, and I'll probably take the over. All right. Well, it's, it's one so far. So <laughs> former Boston College great Justin Simmons will make $11.441 million this upcoming season. He's pro football focuses number two graded safety with an all-pro nod. Uh, this past season, he's going to garner a four-year contract worth upwards of $15 million annually, George. We talk about safeties not getting paid, but Simmons, uh, really good timing here. He's obviously a key cog in their defense, and it is a good defense uh, led by uh, Vic Fangio, Von Miller uh, on the field. And the four-year $15 million deal, really good money for a safety, and he can be a free agent again by the time he's 30. Now, that deal that'll be a little bit harder to get. There's very few guys that get that. You have to be in the Palomalu, Earl Thomas range in order to keep getting those deals. But good deal. He's going to get paid. Uh, I think he's one of the guys that will sign that long-term deal. Yeah, but it all comes down to, we say safeties, or I like to say safeties don't get paid. They're the running backs of defense. It all depends upon the team. Do they value that position? Not every team does. The Broncos seem to be one of those teams where they do. Or they're, at the very least, not against paying it. Like, the Jets seem to be against paying it with Jamal Adams, right? We think Jamal Adams is great, maybe the best safety in the game, but they don't want to pay him. Yeah. You know? So it seems like they're, they're a team that doesn't believe in that. The Broncos do seem to believe in it. And this and He also has played four seasons and is an all-pro. Like, Jamal Adams hasn't done that yet. I, I, I think he should get an extension from the Jets. But, and he's been aggressive in negotiating all of this out in public, obviously. Will it work for him? I don't know. I'm not going to begrudge him. I understand why Jets fans are irritated by it, but guys trying to get paid. Like it's a negotiating tactic. It is. And I, I think part of the reason why Jamal Adams is doing what he's doing is because of the position he plays. I think if he was yeah. in another position where he knows, oh yeah, I'm gonna get paid eventually, he'd be fine. He wouldn't be taking this tax. But the fact that he's not, if you're not gonna pay me, get rid of me. Let me go with somebody who is gonna pay me then. If you have it's no intention like of paying me, let me go. He's from Dallas. Earl Thomas is from there. I'm sure they're talking. Don't get I'm me. sure Earl Thomas and Jamal Adams have had a conversation, and 
he's giving him some advice, some friendly advice, uh, and he's taking it. I don't know if it'll work, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to set up their season here. We'll talk through their schedule a little bit, but odds uh, on the Broncos this year. To win the AFC West, plus 1,100. To win the AFC Championship, plus 3,000. To win the Super Bowl, plus 6,000. The win total seven and a half. It's minus 110 on both sides, so there's no juice, and they were exactly like that last year. So I think the Broncos are just one of those teams perennial, perennial, perennially now, excuse me, that um, people have a tough time getting beat on. And they actually ended up pushing last year. I think it was seven, and they pushed. Yeah. Uh, to, to make the playoffs, plus 180, and Noah's minus 225. I'll say one thing about the division as a whole. The Chiefs obviously are in this division, impacting all these odds. But what's really interesting, as you go through it, the win totals for the teams, Broncos 7.5, Raiders 8, Chargers 8. Excuse me, Raiders 7.5, Chargers 8. So you got all three of the other teams with odds that are sort of similar, win totals that are not that far off. And I think it says a lot about how people, how the betting market feels about this division. Like they don't really have care about the other teams or have done the homework to sift through how much better the Chargers are than the Broncos or the Raiders because they're all coming in outside of first place. I think you're a, right. By a wide margin. All right, I think you're right. No, I mean, really, does anyone not expect the Chiefs to win that division? I mean, does anyone truly believe the Broncos, Raiders, or Chargers are going to beat them out? I mean, not unless Mahomes gets hurt, yeah, right? Uh, Matt Moore signed a one-year contract extension. There's your backup, so there you go. But yeah. uh, that's it. Other than that, the Broncos are an interesting team because I think – Chiefs are minus 390 to win that division. So, Yeah, you're not, you know, no thanks. I mean, it's the, it's the worst odds in the league to right. win the division. It's, there's just no one there yet. I think, uh, once again, I think the Broncos are building the right way. I do like their future, assuming Drew Locke is the man. Yeah. All right? That's so that brings assumption. us to our three big questions, right? It has to. Well, quarterbacks, I mean, unless you're an established quarterback, it's always going to be one of your big three. He came on. What last third of the season played pretty well. He looked at least he, he looked encouraging. It looks like John Elway might have finally gotten his man, right? Gotten it right. They have somebody there. It better be him because it's not Driscoll, Brett Ripley, and Riley Neal. So if he can uh, once again, if he is the guy, I like the, the direction they're heading. You signed Melvin Gordon was eight million a year. You have a nice running back core. Gordon, Lindsey. I assume Freeman still sticks with the team here. Wide receiver, love what you did there. You got Judy. There, you can see what they're trying to do for Locke. Put the weapons around him, right? Yeah. You got Noah Fant, that tight end. You've given the man weapons. You got a good running game to keep the pressure off. Offensive line still needs to has some work to be done there, but it's not it's not horrendous. It's they drafted Lloyd Cushenberry in the third round this year, so they have a new center. They drafted Dalton Reisner as a guard last year. They drafted Garrett Bowles. This will be his fourth season. Unfortunately, Garrett Bowles, as a first round pick, isn't really living up to be a premium left tackle. Uh, I don't know that he has to get moved to right tackle. I think you're just living with the fact that your left tackle isn't a dominant one. That, that's an issue. You know, once again, there's a lot of blindside hits there. But I like what they've done. You could see, I wish more teams would do this. You have a young quarterback. Well, give him the weapons he needs to succeed. Yeah. Now, they signed way, a guard for $44 million bucks, Graham Glasgow. So I like that. We know a defense, all right, they, uh, they, don't, no, they, they don't know they have the no-fly zone, right? You know, they, have, uh, they got rid of some of those guys. But... You know, you're okay there. You did sign A.J. Boyer, who was good at one point, was okay with Jacksonville. You know, we'll see. You don't have Chris Harris anymore. 
You still have the uh, Bron Miller. Bradley Chubb comes back. Missed most of last year because of the injury. And Chubb's not as good as Miller, but Miller's getting all the attention. So Chubb's yeah. going to go one-on-one and should have a good season. This team, like I said, the schedule is not the greatest, not the worst. But it's, it's you know, you're playing the, uh, the NFC South. That's Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Atlanta. It's not going to be starts a joyous. It starts Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Tampa. Not great. Two home games. Got to survive that. Yeah, uh, two home games there. They got to go to New England. Um, that's all in the first five weeks of the season. You know, they'll be the underdog in four of their first five games. I think they, they got to beat Tampa. Um, yeah. no, I'm sorry, not Tampa. I'm sorry, they got to beat Tennessee. If you lose Pretty that first start. home game to Tennessee, yeah, yeah. you could be 0 3 real quick. Yes. You know, I don't think you've beaten Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, and I don't even in Denver, I don't think you've beaten Tampa Bay. I would be surprised. You know, the Jets, okay, but even that, that's a Thursday night game. And we yeah. all know what the numbers tell you about Thursday night games and the home team. Home team generally wins. So that's yeah. a problem. You go to New England, I don't know now that Cam is gonna be the starter there. I don't like your chances there either. Before you get Miami, who's not a bad team, then KC. Like I said, I think if you lose that Tennessee game, <laughs> I know it's silly to say. But uh, your season may go shroom yeah. real quick. Yeah. So, look, I, I do think the trades for Jarrell Casey and A.J. Bouye were really smart. I think they got some veteran guys in there to help bolster the defense. Uh, we'll see if Simmons gets that long-term deal. Uh, but I think they're going to be right around the same, about a 500 team. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Raiders after this on the grid. Mike and George will be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. (laughs) 
You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Back on the grid, talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like I'm going to screw that up less than I did San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know why, but it's Vegas, baby, Vegas. Maybe that's why uh, it's going to be a little bit easier. But you had a weird story related to the Raiders, didn't you? I did. It just came up. Uh, that's not weird. It's surprising. It's weird. It's, right, it's weird, weird. It's surprising. It's not something I ever would have expected. Randall Cunningham, yes, that Randall Cunningham, ex-quarterback of the Eagles, among other teams, has been hired by the Raiders to be the team's chaplain. Interesting. So I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just surprising because I didn't know that he served in any kind of uh, religious capacity. I didn't know he was a pastor or in, in line to be a chaplain anywhere, and certainly not for the Raiders. But good for him, I guess. Bring I don't know. Maybe he and John Gruden had a, a, a long-time relationship. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Gruden and, uh, was his OC. Where the Eagles? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So apparently that that's where that connection is. Hey, I said we don't know what Randall's been up to. Maybe he went to the seminary. I don't know. You know, yeah. good good for you. He he would know football players. He would know what they go through. So this does sort of make sense, assuming he is uh, truly on that religious path. So hey. I guess it could work out for both parties. So when when were they together? What are the years that they are together in Philly? Well, obviously it's in the 90s somewhere. I'm, I'm doing the math. He yeah. was the OC back then? I'm trying to think. Um, he became a head coach right around, what did you say, oh, oh, late 90s, 01? Gruden became the Raiders coach. Then he flipped over to... Then he flipped over to the Bucks. Yeah, I want to do. I'm sorry to do this in the middle of a segment, but I'm really curious about it. I'm looking at Randall Cunningham's career. So he was in Philly from '85 to '95. Um, sort of retired, then came out of retirement to uh, hook up in Minnesota, and finished it out with a couple of one-year stints in Dallas and Baltimore. But. Um, he became the offensive coordinator of the Eagles in 90, so be 92, 3, 4, 95, it looks like, 95, 96, under, under Ray Rhodes. Got it. But he would have been a positional coach prior that's to it. that? He was with uh, Green San Bay. Fran. San Fran, that's right. I'm sorry, no, you're right. He was with uh, Mike Holmgren. Yeah. His former boss at the San Francisco 49ers to be the special offensive assistant wide receivers coach with Green Bay. Got it. Well, here's the reality. In Green Bay, he They've known each other for 25 years, so it's good enough. They've known each other for 25 years. That's good enough for me. It was just a little surprising, but uh, good for them. Like you said, he knows what players go through and everything else. Let's talk about the Raiders, specifically Raiders. the 2020 season. So like I said earlier in the hour, the betting market really doesn't know what to do with this division uh, if, if it's not the Chiefs. Their win total is at seven and a half. The under is minus 115. So there's really not a lot of juice either way on this one. Um, to win the AFC West, plus 1,200. To win the AFC Championship, plus 3,000. To win the Super Bowl, plus 6,000. Those are the same as the Broncos, but they are the longest shot to win this division. To make the playoffs, plus 250. No, minus 320. They won seven games last year. Um they had a couple of funky losses in there uh, towards the end of the year. 
including, I think, a one-point loss on the last game of the season to Denver, which, uh, yeah, they did. They lost 16-15, uh, and they both ended up finishing 7-9. and nine. Uh, Denver wins the tiebreaker. But in any event, they look good, right? People are like, ah, look at this. The Raiders are turning it around. And then it all kind of fell apart for them in the middle of the year last year. They were at one point uh, three and two. They got to five. They got to six and four. They had been that they had that good win against the Colts. They were six and four. And then they finished it with a one and five down the stretch. So they lost to the Jets, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Jaguars. Lost to the Jaguars. Then they beat the Chargers and then lost to the Broncos. So that was a brutal way to end the season. It had people thinking like, gosh, are they totally pointed in the wrong direction? But it was an improvement from the previous year, right? They went from four to seven wins. Um, but give me your thoughts. Uh, what do you think their big questions here? Oh, I think we know what the big question is, right? What, who's the quarterback? Is the, is the quarterback of the future on this roster? I'm thinking no. I don't I think it, it is. I give it a soft maybe because I actually think they like Mariota enough, but I don't uh, think he, I don't think it's Carr. I don't. Th- I, I agree with you. I don't think it's it Carr. It isn't Carr. I actually I, I would have made a bet that Carr was not going to start one game in Vegas. I'd probably lose that, but I didn't think that they wanted anything to do with him. I thought they were going to be looking at quarterbacks in the draft these last right. two seasons, but now they've gone a different route. They're going to try and be act number two for Mariota. Yeah, I think Carr's got a very short leash. I think he will start the season at the quarterback, and if it's not working, I think they'll go with Mariota. The GM has a connection to Mariota. I think Carr, at that point, would have failed in Gruden's eyes. He'd be like, you know what, I got nothing to lose here. Let's see if the, uh, the former top pick can be the quarterback he was once projected to be. So I think they'll give Mariota a shot. Plus, once again, I think you want to know what you have in Mariota before you decide, hey, we either got to spend big on a free agent quarterback or we're spending big in the draft to go up and get one or get one that falls to us uh, next season in the draft. So I think Carr, I would give the over-under four and a half starts. For Carr? For Carr. Interesting. Let me see what we're assuming sixteen. We're assuming 16 games. We'll go through the schedule here in a sec. Uh, we can take it one by one. But um, all right. You, you threw a curveball at me. Yeah, I'm with you. If you had the number pretty high for Mariota, I would – I think Mariota is going to start at least half the games. Assuming we're playing 16 games, uh, assuming we are, um, he doesn't get injured. Um, I like my bet. I like my over-under. Yeah. Uh, just, just looking at the schedule, this is why I like it. All right, he gets the soft start at yep. Carolina, right? Yep. Bad defense. He should be able to do well then. Yep. Then he has the gauntlet. New Orleans, New England. That's brutal. Buffalo, Kansas City. And then there's the, there's the bye week. It's the perfect time to make that change. They're praying for two and three, buddy. They're, they're praying they'd be for two and three. thrilled with two and three, but I think they're looking at one and four. And if he's not playing well, you know, if he didn't play well in those four losses, because they might lose those four losses no matter who's that quarterback, right? Those are four good teams they're going to play. Yeah. But if he's not playing well, you, know, you put that in there. It's the they have the bye week in week six, and then you get Tampa Bay, and it's not any more fun. But you get Tampa Bay. In week seven. Uh, so maybe if not four and a half, maybe five and a half should be my over-under then. Yeah. Then uh, Tampa, Cleveland, at the Chargers, Denver, Kansas City. It's weird. They got three divisional games in a row. Then at Atlanta, at New York, Indy, Chargers, Miami. Softer. Yeah. Yeah. More winnable games there, clearly. But um, 
I just I just think that the these guys are treading water until they make a decision at QB. Uh, I, I think you can you can Derek Carr is interesting in that you can look at a whole bunch of his stats. And if you look at the stat lines at the end of his games or even at the end of the season, you'd be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Derek Carr completed a lot of passes, got a bunch of you know good touchdown interception ratio. You know, it's not bad. But the reality is for him, he completed 70.4% of his passes last year, 21 touchdowns, eight picks, um, average yard per attempt, uh, 8.0, pretty good. Um, quarterback rating over 100. So you're like, look at that. Pretty good stat line. And he didn't have a lot of weapons last year. You know, Waller sort of came out of nowhere. So the same thing with Renfro. But he didn't have a lot of great weapons to throw to. I'm not even more trashing car. No, even more evidence. But what I would say is that this is the Alex Smith situation. You're not going to make any mistakes. We're going to play it safe. We're going to complete a bunch of passes. We're going to move the ball down the field. Can't win doing that anymore. It's just not how it works. Unless you you have a good defense like Buffalo's. That's right. You need to push the ball down the field, and Carr doesn't do it. He doesn't take chances. So he doesn't throw picks, but he doesn't take chances. And he throws no interceptable balls. He keeps it safe. He's pretty heady quarterback. I think he's the type of guy that could continue to be a starter, but I don't think he is the type of starter that's going to help you overtake the Chiefs, push towards the Super Bowl. I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's in the Andy Dalton mix. I would agree. I think you actually had the perfect comparison in more of an Alex Smith mix. Yeah. Smart guy, not going to turn the ball, not going to put you in bad situations, but it's not going to win a game for you either. I'd uh, rather have to... Smitty than Carr. Well, I mean, prior prior to the injury. Prior to the injury, I would rather have Alex Smith than Carr as well. Uh, you ever see I... that documentary on Alex Smith's sidebar? Yeah, you ever see that? Oh, my goodness. God bless. I highly recommend it, uh, but if you are queasy, you cannot watch All it. Right. So uh, continue along with Derek Carr. God bless the Alex, but hopefully, uh, you know, you can return if you so choose to. Uh, I think with Carr, like I said, I think he's more of a placeholder to me. Right? When you see a quarterback who's not going to win you a game, it's not the guy you want. I mean, it's just not the guy you want. In this day, in today's NFL, where every rule is designed for the quarterback, you need someone who's dynamic, who can make plays. You know, go out there. Like I said, the fact that he doesn't, and maybe saying he's afraid to throw the ball into the secondary is not fair. He doesn't do it. He just doesn't do it. You keep making safe play after safe play. I mean, check down Charlie. You know, it's not good. You can't be afraid to uh, make those plays, those chunk plays. You need those in the NFL. Relying on you to go 80 yards or 75 yards on every drive, and not going to work. You're going to have penalties that back you up. You're going to have plays that are negative plays. Not going to work. You need chunk yardage in today's game. Yeah. And, um, you know, they obviously are in a situation now where they've added a lot of players, right? They turned over this roster. The Khalil Mack trade gave them a whole bunch of new players. We've been surprised by some of their picks, but Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back, before he was in, well, he had a great season, regardless of the injury. Um, he really has added a, an, an interesting dynamic to the team. Do they try to win with a run-first offense? They were 11 in rush, 11th in rushing attempts last season, 13th in yards. They had... Uh, 13 rushing touchdowns. They just really didn't put a lot of points on the board last year, Georgia, which is their major issue. It's what you're talking about. No chunk plays, not pushing the ball down the field, kicking field goals instead of touchdowns, and being a run-heavy attack. It has to be more dynamic. It can't be old-school three yards in a cloud of dust type of running attack. It has to be what the Ravens look like or what the Niners look like, a zone-blocking scheme utilizing different guys, different formations, all this kind of stuff 
to keep people on their toes. The uh, old school rushing formation and a conservative quarterback will maybe get you to the playoffs once in a while, but you're not going to win anything. Oh, I, think, I think you put it perfectly. It might get you to playoffs every now and then in a certain kind of year, but you're not going anywhere after that. Do you want to be that team? No. Listen, the NFL's designed it because they want to put the ball in the air, put it deep, let's go, let's score some points. It's be an NBA game, score 40 points each. It's how the Chiefs play. The yeah. Chiefs' defense is so-so. They want to win 42, 32 games. Yeah, they assume the, they can outscore you. Yeah, and the thing is, they're being drafted to be more dynamic. Henry Ruggs uh, signed Tyrell Williams. Hunter Renfro's your slot guy. You've got Darren Waller there. The pieces are being put in Brian Edwards they drafted as well. So the pieces are put in place. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Closing out this hour on the grid, we've talked a lot about the AFC West today, and we're going to talk it out, close it out here with the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously gone through a lot this offseason, losing longtime QB Phillip Rivers. Uh, they draft Justin Herbert in the first round. He's going to team up with Terod Taylor. We'll see who starts there, who starts the season. I, I think, George, given the nature of all of this stuff and no OTAs, I think teams are going to roll out the veteran QBs there. Uh, to start the season unless they see something markedly different in camp. I think guys like Terod Taylor will get a shot to start, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick even in Miami, to start before they make a move to the rookies. Yeah, listen, I, there's a reason why most of us believe that you know Joe Burrow might run away with the rookie of the year because he's. I think he's the only rookie quarterback who is going to start from day one. Yeah. You know, other than that, because of what's going on, no mini-cans, pandemic shortened, you know, no even – I don't think there's going to be any preseason games either. I know right now we're down to two. I don't think there'll be any by the time we get to uh, say and do this. Not much of a chance for them. 
You know, the first thing I looked at here, look at the schedule here. They got a sort of a soft opening where if you did, you know, if Herbert did show enough, you open up at Cincinnati, not going to do much better than that other than being at home. Even Kansas City in week two, not the greatest defense. You have to throw the ball a ton. Carolina week three. I mean, it's it's a soft opening as far as uh, good quarterback matchups there, but I still expect it to be Taylor because I also wonder this, Mike, with the Chargers. This is not a team that's rebuilding. When you look at their roster, they're sort of built to win now, right? Yeah. They could be a good team now outside of the quarterback position. Uh, agreed. I, I think that they, it's been a curious team, the way they've managed things here. Um, I, I thought, look, I would say now, given the options that they could have had Cam Newton or the Terod Taylor-Justin Herbert combo, I would take Cam Newton, even with the unknowns. Because Herbert's as much of an unknown as Cam is. And Cam is basically free. I would have just taken the flyer on that. Now... I can't speak to the impact that Terod Taylor had in their locker room, but it wasn't Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers was there for 15 years. Terod Taylor's been there a year, two. So how much really is he a fabric of the franchise of the team? doesn't mean that everybody doesn't like him and that he's not a, a good player, but uh, I'm saying they could have unseated him for Cam Newton in a second, especially when he was on the cheap. So, um, They've got that hanging over them. Let me give you their odds as well. Like I said earlier, uh, all these odds are about the same for these teams. Their win total is at eight flat, minus 110 on both sides, over or under, which means there's basically no action on this team right now. Uh, but it's understandable, right? You don't know who's starting at quarterback technically. You're going to kind of hold off. You're to see, are the Raiders or the Broncos going to be any better? Um if you told me right now what order are these teams going to finish in, I'll say Chargers are coming in second place. But it's not going to surprise me if it ended up like last year where they're all within one game of one another uh, trying to figure it out. So uh, the win total is at eight. To make the playoffs plus 148, not bad. Uh, no is minus 182. Uh, to win the AFC West 7-1, uh, AFC Championship 17-1, win the Super Bowl 32 to 1. So those odds for them are a, a lot lower than the Broncos and the Raiders. But to make the playoffs at plus 148, that's probably I mean that's pretty good odds. I'd rather bet that than bet them winning nine, right? Just because I'm getting I'm getting favorable odds there. I'm getting I would plus I would say the under on their win total. I don't think they win at nine. I mean uh for them to win nine you look at their schedule. It's not difficult, but you're playing a lot of 50-50 games, including those two games against Vegas, two games against Denver. I pretty much expect, expect you to go two and four in division. You'll split with those two teams, lose both to Kansas City. Maybe that game, assuming we get this far, which is a big assumption, uh, January 3rd at Kansas City, last game of the season, means nothing to KC. Could. They could have everything wrapped up by then. But with only one home field, maybe not. Maybe they do got to play for that. So... They play Cincinnati, Carolina, and Jacksonville, three teams that might be in the bottom five of the league. That's yeah, pretty good. they got to win all of them. You go through real quick. Cincinnati, Kansas City, Carolina, first three, got to go two and one. Yep. Then you got Tampa, New Orleans. That's two and three. I don't think you're going to beat either one of those two. Both are on the road. Now, uh, it's not going to happen. I'll give you the Jets, three and three. I think you're losing to Miami, but you'll beat Jacksonville. You're at four and four. I already said Vegas, you're going to split with. That's five and five. Denver, you split with six and six. At Buffalo, lost, six and seven. Now you got those three games against New England. Atlanta, and I must have missed the game. 
I mean, maybe you can split New England Atlanta. Yeah. And right now you're at seven and eight in that other game, whatever, whichever one I missed, that's eight and eight. That's if you split with New England Atlanta. And I'm, I'm not seeing the nine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to take the under here. I think they're a solid under. I also think eventually you're going to have to go to Joe Burrow. I don't know uh, whether when that's going to be. But that Justin Herbert. Joe, yeah, you wish you had Joe Burrow. You're going to go with <laughs> Justin Herbert. I might feel differently if you had uh, Burrow. I'm going to take the under here, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think this is a team. I said they're built to make the playoffs now, but the quarterback. That's the quarterback so. That's forward. what I'm saying. If I can, if I can just try to accentuate the positive, the rest of this team is pretty good. They have Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, Austin Eckler obviously is a dynamic running back for them. They have Hunter Henry is still on the team. The defense is loaded with talent. They drafted Kenneth Murray. I don't love what they did with their draft. It's another issue. They traded a bunch of picks. They got a middle linebacker and a quarterback that nobody's that, that a lot of people aren't in love with. So, um, but the team on the surface, they improved the offensive line. They signed Brian Balaga. They traded for Trey Turner. So they made some decisions to try to win now. Like you're saying, it's win now. And I do think when you look at their roster, it is different from the Raiders and Broncos. I'm not going to say it's a true split on those four games just because I think they're a better team. I look at it on paper. I don't think Terod Taylor is going to run them into the ground. So uh, what I don't like about this whole dynamic is going into the season prepared to make a switch. I hate that. I think if you're a team that is a playoff-worthy team, you just make the decision and go. Your rookie quarterback is going to be good enough or your veteran is going to be good enough to last the season. Not like having the veteran look over his shoulder for the first seven games of the year to see when he gets pulled. That's that's damaging. I agree with you in a perfect world. I completely agree with you in a perfect world, but this offseason is not that. I just don't think any rookie quarterback is going to be able to start. I said, Burrow has no choice. They got rid of Dalton, so it's going to be Burrow. But all these other guys, you know, Tua, Herbert, whatever, anybody else, they're not going to have... Just not the experience, not the reps. You're better off going with the, uh, the starter. And if you want to make the playoffs, by the way, if they stuck with Taylor all season and just say, hey, we're going to redshirt Herbert, I would give a better shot because I might agree with you. They, uh, they could beat Denver twice or they could beat the Raiders twice. And maybe they get that break. But that last game versus KC doesn't mean anything to KC. Maybe I would like them a little bit more versus Miami in Miami in week seven. You know, I would probably give them a little bit more edge there. But we all know in today's NFL, you're not making a – First round draft pick of a quarterback and sitting him all season. Right. All right. So where do they go from here then? So you're you are of the opinion that the Chiefs win this division going away. Nobody else makes the playoffs, right? Oh, I mean, definitely on the first part, right? We we love the Chiefs there. I'll give Tennessee one wild card. New Pittsburgh in a wild card. I think New England's a better team too. Mm, yeah, I don't think any, I'm not going to put anybody else in the playoffs from the AFC West. Do any of them go over 500? I think the Chargers are below with that schedule. I think a lot has to go right for them. Raiders, the same thing. I don't like their quarterback situation. Denver's the one interesting squad because if things fall right for them, if Drew Locke is that guy, I have more faith in Drew Locke this season than the other quarterbacks we're talking about in this division outside of Mahomes. Wow. But That's even saying them, a lot. I do not have a lot of confidence. Drew Locke, I like, actually like him. I think there's a chance there, but I don't say it with a lot of confidence. I just <laughs> like have more than, with a lot of, I know. I have more than Carl Mariota. And more than uh, Tyrod Taylor and uh, Burrow, uh, Burrow. I keep saying Burrow. And Herbert in his first season. So that's where I go with that. I think I, think I feel better for this season. Next season, that'll change. I'm probably going to like Herbert more, assuming he uh, comes out. 
So I think Denver's got a shot, but no. I'm going to stick with no playoffs other than Kansas City from this division. Uh, okay, so let's look at some other questions that they have. There's obviously the QB question. When does Herbert come in? Uh, we have that. Um, so, uh, what, so what do you feel then? I guess I'm having a hard time understanding what you feel is the weak spot of this team. Or is it all just that you think Terod Taylor and Herbert aren't going to get it done here? Well, a big part is the quarterback. And you're right, there are no other major questions. You know, like, oh, my God, you're something you're highlighting in red here, going, this is a problem. I do wonder about running back depth. Can Eakler be the guy? You know, Melvin Gordon was a good running back, really good running back. Now, he's not there to take that pressure off. I don't want to – will Eakler get run down, that sort of thing? Will he not be the same player later on in the season? So I worry about that. And same thing really at wide receiver. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, great starting point. Not much left after that if either one goes down, if Keenan Allen were to get hurt again. Yeah. Justin Jackson, interesting backup there. We've seen him have okay success in very limited spots. Uh, they drafted Josh Kelly. Um, I, I think this team really can do damage defensively. Remember, they didn't have Derwin James last year. They did sign Chris Harris. They got Casey Hayward still there in the defensive backfield. They drafted Kenneth Murray. He's going to be their tone setter at middle linebacker. Linebacker was a weak spot for them. And then that front, just got Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. And the problem with this team is after this season, a lot of these guys are up for getting paid, George. They have to extend Bosa, obviously. Ingram, you would think they would want to keep him there. Keenan Allen, injury history. Do you move forward with Keenan Allen, giving him another? He's going to be looking for big money. He's not going to see top of the market money, but he's going to be looking for a legitimately large contract. Do you do that or you move forward with Mike Williams and try to piece in around Mike Williams? He'll be 29, Keenan Allen. And you're right. He's going to want big money. And uh, he's got the talent of, to be a big money player, but with the injury issues that he's had, it becomes difficult to look at a 30 year old, 29 year old. Uh, wide receiver that isn't big with all of these injuries and, and Pam. I think Keenan would have, before I answer that question, I would need to know two things, which we'll find this season. One, you know, the injury history is really more in his past. He's played 16 games for three straight seasons. That's interesting. He, That's a good He point. plays 16 again this season. I'm going to forget about the injuries. I'm going to think yeah. he's past that. So I need to see that. Gets hurt again, well, then it starts all over again. I'll also need to see the chemistry between him and Herbert. Yeah, I need to see that. If it's, if it's there... I'm probably going to be more likely to pay him, assuming he he's not crazy. If he wants Amari Cooper money, I'm not giving him that. You're too old. You're not going to get that. You know, if you want to come down and work with me, I think I want to pay you. You know, it's so tough to get a, a rely on drafting a top receiver then. It's what you're going to have to do. I do believe next year is a, another decent wide receiver draft, but nothing like this year. So I sort of lean towards paying you because I think you need that in today's game. Once again, it's made for the passing game. You need that. I'm going to say I'm leaning towards yes with Keenan Allen, but I need those first two questions answered. They, that's part, probably part of the reason, maybe, why they went the route that they did with the rookie QB. When you start looking at the salary cap and saying, well, we're going to keep Allen here, we're going to keep Ingram and Bosa, we can't go out and sign a free agent quarterback because the money's not going to work. So uh, you beat me on that one, George. I never would have had that he's got three years in a row of 16 games played. But uh, nonetheless, thank you for watching this hour of football full circle on behalf of producer Brian Rakowski and George Fritz. I'm Mike Blewett. We'll see you again next time. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.